It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. Remember, if you want to find uh, past programs, you can always go to, well, you can go to the North Shore 1049 uh, page, and you can find them on the podcast site. If you look at podcasts, you'll find me and a whole bunch of other podcasts up there, or you can go directly to my podcast, which is johnfpaul.podbean.com or Stitcher or iTunes or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, just search for John Paul Car Doctor and you will find all kinds of different things. Um, so that's how you that's how you find previous programs if you want to, but we are glad you found today's program when you did because, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's winter out still, even though it feels like spring. Uh, Biff and I were talking before the show started, and if you went out yesterday morning, you were like, it's January outside. What is going on? So you still need to be careful. You still need to, uh, you know, plan on things like could be black ice on the road, stuff like that. So be careful when you're out driving. And there's no better way to think about driving and think about driving safely than some programs that are offered with the in-control uh, crash prevention folks, and with us on the phone is Dan Strollo from In Control. Daniel, good morning. Good morning, John. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks, thanks for being there. Um, one of the things that I always talk about when I talk with you is there was a time in the United States where we were the safest country to drive in. We're not doing so good these days, are we? No, we're not. Back in the seventies, we were uh, we were you know, and, and I, I always like to make sure it's clear. I mean, we've improved the technology over the years, so people who do crash don't get killed as often as they would have in those same crashes back then. But boy, a lot of countries are really beating us out today. We're generally like fortieth place, and and they you know enjoy the same technological benefits. They just uh, focus more on how they educate their drivers and the standard they hold them to. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, when we, and and I will, you know, I'll probably get fired. You know, I've been at work, I've been at AAA now for 36 years. I'll probably yeah, get fired for saying. Yeah, seriously, don't ruin yeah, the streak. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably, I'll probably get fired for saying this. But, you know, we have, we have, um, you know, we teach driver's education. But do we really teach driver education or do we teach people how to get their driver's license? I mean, I hate to take anything away from the traditional driving schools because I've seen schools try to come in and change that behavior, and parents really just go for what's most convenient and what will get their teen the license. And that's not just Massachusetts. There's evidence of that across the country. We just take driving for granted. And one thing I don't know if we've ever spoken about, but, you know, it's not just about the education, but, you know, I I met a, a researcher out of Australia who shared their approach, and they have, you know, significantly lower crash rates. I think they're normally in the top 10. And if you meet someone who's, you know, from Australia, you can usually tell because they're not just walking around with shrimp on the barbie. They've got that accent that is a clear standout. Ask them if they think there's more crashes at home or more crashes here, and they'll always tell you at home. And the reason is mandatory that anybody who's injured or killed in a car crash, it's got to be covered in the news. And so they hear about it more often, whereas, you know, we probably had a half dozen fatalities in the last week, you know, just in the Massachusetts. And I don't think any of them have been covered in any way, shape or form. So it really and in the the way that social media and everything is today, you can have an incident where, you know, a young person might be killed in a community and, and a few of their friends find out about it. But it doesn't track the same way it did when the local paper picked it up and, and everybody in the whole town was in mourning. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and one of the things that I know about Australia is, for instance, driving under the influence, you lose your license for virtually ever, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, There's it, some much yeah, more significant. Take it even on the lighter side. I mean, some of these countries, if you're eating behind the wheel, you'll get a significant, you know, the equivalent of two to $500 ticket. And I, I dare say in Massachusetts, if you don't have food in your hands at a stoplight, people hand you stuff just so that you'll have something to eat while you're driving around. It's a very different approach to driving. 
Yeah, I try. I try not to eat food that someone handed me through a window, but you know, it's just no. That's, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you are the guy who saw somebody making pancakes, right, or waffles. I did. I did. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, we, exactly. We live in a very yeah. special world when it comes to you know what yeah. we believe is is okay to yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, when I drive down, you know, I'm not commuting like I used to, but, you know, driving to work, I've seen everything from somebody practicing the trumpet to, you know, eating. You know, I can barely use chopsticks when I'm sitting still. And the idea <laughs> that someone was eating noodles with chopsticks at 60 miles an hour just amazed me. And, of course, bowl in one hand, chopsticks in the other hand. How are they driving? Yeah. Now, and I'll say, I mean, a lot of folks are starting to talk about how the future of autonomous vehicles and this isn't going to be a worry. And, and I'm not going to argue. I do think at some point those vehicles will make a huge difference in our crash rates. But it's still a ways off. The technology that they're introducing now, I'm not so sure it's ready for prime time. And, and you know, too often people are defeating it or, or expecting it to do things it's not capable of doing. But, you know, somewhere 20, 30 years from now, I would imagine it's going to make a big impact on the number of crashes we see and the amount of people we lose on our roads. But between now and then, it's how we behave that's going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the idea that the manufacturers, and we'll pick on Tesla maybe, uh, and Nissan, uh, the idea that, you know, they call it autopilot and, and uh, pro-pilot assist, uh, yeah. it makes it sound like the cars can drive themselves when, in fact, those systems that are still very basic are really a partnership with you behind the wheel. And, yeah, maybe if you take your eyes off the road for a minute, the car can help correct for that. But they're not designed, contrary to all the YouTube videos, they're not designed to let the car drive themselves. No, not at all. And I've told the story. I mean, this goes back a couple of years, but MIT kids were using a space down in Weymouth next to where we train. And I had to keep knocking on the door of their trailer saying, guys, your car's off in the woods again. You know, they would be in there playing video games and, they lost track of where their car was. It's the little things can come up and, and throw stuff off track today. And in the future, when the cars talk to each other and the roads talk to the cars, I feel like it's got a better chance. But while, while you're trying to kind of work through that in between, it's just not where it is to allow it to do its stuff on its own. Yeah, absolutely. What, what are some of your, let's, let's start with first off what your program is. Um, it is not all classroom. It's not all behind the wheel it's a combination of both correct and so i'll briefly say i am the executive director of the in control family foundation and we offer this crash prevention 101 course we also do a lot of community engagement and programs in different towns i'm doing a program that you introduced me to that we're doing with AAA and safe roads alliance in the uh, city of medford um, and we do different things like that across the state but the training that we offer is a four-and-a-half-hour program, and that's the primary. We call it CP101. It's the primary class that we try to get people to take, and it's a combination of classroom uh, demonstrations in the vehicle where our instructor is driving and then the student actually driving the vehicle. And uh, it's a little different in COVID times. Right now we're only training in Weymouth. We reduce the size of our classes and we don't have people riding with anyone other than the instructor in the vehicle and everybody's masked up and all the regular safety precautions. But the fundamentals of what we're doing are still the same. And they'll do a demonstration of what they need to do. Then they'll do it themselves until they get the hang of it. And then we'll kind of talk in the classroom briefly, you know, explain what they went through, talk about the next drill, and then just go back outside and repeat it all over again. And the premise is we want to see them fail. That first drill we do is a highway speed panic stop. And we have them slam on the brakes at between 50 and 60 miles an hour. And frankly, a lot of people mess it up. When you feel the seatbelt lock up and hear the noises and the car bouncing around, it's intimidating and they take their foot off the brake. And we set up a wall of cones in front of them and they'll run into that wall of cones and we have them repeat it. But what's really interesting is when they repeat that drill and really all the drills we do, they, they, they get it. You know, 100% of the time on that braking drill, the second time they do it, they're fine. And that's what we're counting on. You're not as intimidated by the way the vehicle behaves once you've experienced it. These are things you can't do. You know, traditional driver's ed can't do it on Main Street. You shouldn't be trying to do it yourself. We go through tires every seven days. The wear and tear on tires alone is worth the price of admission. But ultimately, it's something that really every driver should experience, not just new kids. Yeah, absolutely. And and you've always talked about you've had kids with their learner's permits, but you've also had, what was the oldest person that's taken your program? 
94 is the oldest. And I'll tell you, in COVID, what we've seen a lot of, the state has a number of grants that are towards uh, safety in general in the workplace. And we've done a lot more commercial training during the week than we anticipated. Uh, trailer training. We're training landscapers how to maneuver trailers. People are buying campers now. We, we just opened it up to the public to see who was interested in a trailing class. And there's so many campers out there that people are interested in towing. And maybe they wanted to buy something a little bigger, but they weren't confident about it. We've offered that. And then we also do a, what we call close quarters maneuvering, which is really just backing up in tight situations. And we work with some ambulance companies and a lot of courier services and that sort of stuff has been lucky, you know, considering the pandemic and how much of an impact it's had on all of our organizations, we've been able to keep the lights on just by the sheer number of people taking advantage of that stuff. And you also train police officers and, and you said ambulance, but EMS, but you've run programs with uh, police officers as well, right? Absolutely. It's a slightly different course, but not a ton, to be honest. I yeah. mean, the, the first four and a half hours is pretty much the same. And then we get into some more involved stuff that's more high-speed related. But at the end of the day, the amount of driving they're doing, it's the number one killer of police officers, period. And it actually, prior to the pandemic, it had just jumped up 86%. I've lost uh, track of the stats, from 20, or the stats from 2020 at this point. But they really do lose a lot of officers in non-emergency related crashes, just driving around town and, you know, they... they maybe lose track of what they're doing. There's a lot of distractions in a police car or other people hit them, but it's a really dangerous profession from that perspective. Yeah, and this is, uh, and a lot of what your class is, and it's like a lot of things, you're teaching muscle memory. You're teaching, you're teaching people to remember when to step on the brake, when to steer, where to look. And the idea is you do that over and over again, and you don't think about it afterwards, right? Yeah, absolutely. We want to not only have them you know, experience things so that they won't be as intimidated by them, but we have a lot of repetition so that they've got that muscle memory. And I'll add, we're really trying to chisel away at invincibility. I mean, that's inherent with young drivers, so that whole frontal lobe development that I hope someday will develop on myself, but for younger people, it's supposed to kick in in the mid-20s. But the reality is, there's a lot of stuff drivers do. Were you, were you hit? Were you hit in the head as a teenager? Because <laughs> they, they say once you, they say once you get, you know, once you get hit in a certain area, that frontal lobe development <laughs> it's stops, gone. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I keep yeah. volunteering for MRIs, but they tell me the plate won't make it easy either. So it's. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll tell you, you know, the the whole concept of invincibility and adults. I mean, too many people are operating while playing on their phone while uh, playing with their dashboard, while doing something else as we described, whether it's trumpet play practice or making pancakes in the passenger seat. I mean, there's a lot of distractions out there, not just the cell phone, and you can't drive if you're not engaged. You might think you can. And frankly, I blame a little bit of it on the in improved technology, not just the autonomous stuff, but you know, back when I got my license, if I was doing 70, it felt like I was doing 170. And, and so right. it's so quiet in cars now, I think people get lulled into a false sense of security. Yeah. Yeah. And our studies have shown that some of these voice operated systems, you kind of tell your car, you know, navigation and put in an address your brain shuts off for 20, up to 26 yeah. seconds waiting for that to see if it worked. So you're, you're anticipating, is it going to understand my voice? Is it going to tell me that I wanted to go to North Andover, or is it going to tell me I wanted to go to North Australia? You know, so. Yeah, no, you're totally right. right. And, and that's a huge piece, even just with the stop sign stuff. I mean, you get to a red light where you get to a stop sign, and people are like, okay, good, I got a couple seconds, I can check my text, I can reprogram the GPS. I can't stress enough, pull over to do that sort of stuff. Get off the road, because as soon as you start traveling, it's a healthy 20 to 30 seconds before you're, you've got situational awareness of what's going on, and we're seeing a lot more pedestrian crashes a lot more bicycle crashes, just crashes within a couple blocks of those intersections where they didn't even realize it was the distraction that, that put them, you know, into that position in the first place. Yeah, abs absolutely. And uh, again, I'll probably get fired again. I The invincibility thing, I, I like to call it the Volvo factor, you know, you and, and I just started to notice like people in Volvos, you know, we're kind of rolling through those stop signs. They seem to be the ones that are on the phone. And I always say, yeah. well, they're driving the safest car in the world, so they think they can take some extra chances. And it it isn't. You're still, like you said, it's that situational awareness. It's it's 
you know, taking taking your eyes off the road for just a couple of seconds is at at 60 miles an hour. A couple of seconds is is uh, about 180 feet. That's a long time to take your eyes off the road. And just you know, even if you do survive the crash, what are you going to do if you hurt somebody else? I mean, it's it's life changing. So mm-hmm. you know, forget about yourself for a second and think about the impact you could have on other families. And, you know, and it's not fun. I mean, I know too many people. I, I meet a lot of young people who have already crashed once. I mean, the, the stat is something in the neighborhood of 75% of them are going to crash in the first two years behind the wheel. And they didn't want to. They didn't. They just lacked the skills. They lacked the yep. experience. They they just put themselves into a position that an experienced driver might not have. And unfortunately, a lot of experienced drivers are putting themselves in positions that they shouldn't either, but they don't see the harm in it. Right. Yeah. It. I mean, I think it takes, you know, five years to be good at anything, including driving. I mean, if somebody's, if somebody said to you, uh, "Yeah, we have to do heart surgery," and you're like, "How much experience do you have?" Well, I just got out of school, and you know, I, I've I've been doing this for yeah. twenty twenty five minutes now. It's, yeah. Well, and the, the thing that pains me is, I mean, I've got kids now at the varsity level sports who, you know, my older son played basketball um, since the. You know, since he was bigger than the ball, basically, in order to be capable of doing what he's doing, a lot of these kids at you know at six months of experience, it's stretching into longer because you know with the pandemic and maybe people yep. are putting it off due to technology, but they're not getting any more time behind the wheel. They're not necessarily even driving the forty hours the state asks, and I would ask parents to spend over a hundred hours. But at the end right. of the day, that's such a little amount of time for something that is truly the most dangerous thing they're going to do for the first half of their lives. Right. And and the idea that parents and I hear it all the time. My kid just got their driver's license. Thank God. Now they can take my other kids oh, yeah. to, on errands and to school and all that sort of stuff. Probably, you know, if you thought that the bus driver only had, you know, minimal amount of experience before you put your kid on the bus, you probably wouldn't do that. Now, my kids have and I'll give them credit. In fact, uh, we'll Briefly, I'll mention we did a podcast, which you were nice enough to be part of, uh, and you can find it online just by searching for Drive in Control. But my kids participated, my two oldest participated in that podcast, and it's been interesting because they will report back to me about their friends and driving and fears they have, and, and they've been good about not you know, bringing other kids in the car with them. I mean, once in a while I've caught them, and we've had some conversations, and when I say I've caught them, I mean I've caught my son because when they're smarter than us. But at the end of the day, uh, there really are a lot of risks, not just with driving their siblings around, but having additional passengers in the vehicle for a young person has proven to be one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous thing you can allow. And more parents, yeah. you know, realizing that would make the roads safer, too. Yeah, I, I looked over in traffic one time. There was uh, four teenagers in a car, and they were all on cell phones. And yeah. I'm like... I can't even, you know, you think about you put one person in the car, it kind of doubles the risk of a crash. What happens when you put three kids in the car and they're all on cell phones at the yeah. same time, texting and, and Snapchatting and, and TikToking, you know. They don't even need that to be distracted. Uh, three weeks ago, my son gets into a car with his friend Daniel, who I want to strangle, and the, I say to the kid, be careful when you back out. I wish he hadn't pulled straight into my driveway because I don't like people backing up, but I didn't say that. I just said, be careful when you back out. My car is parked behind you. And he said, don't worry, Mr. Strollo. I got it. And then he backed right into the side of my car. Well, you you gave him a challenge. That was probably. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I gave him all the warning. Oh, it's killing me. It's killing me. But that is, it, it's just, it's part of being a kid. But, I, uh, what I, you know, you hear a lot of parents. It doesn't need to be. If you spend hmm. the extra time driving with your kids, if we can work with them on training, if you take the whole thing seriously. In fact, I would ask parents, you know, if you've got younger kids, you know, they haven't, they're not going to have their permit for a year or so, start then. Start riding around and talking to them. Listen to our podcast and, and learn how you can treat that, teach them to be a safe driver. Go into a parking lot somewhere. Get them on a rider lawnmower. Don't have the first day that they get behind the wheel of something the day after they got their permit. We want them to be ready for this and stretch out that, that experience. And then, frankly, don't get them a license just because it's been six months and they've done 40 hours with you and driver's ed. Do it when you know they're not going to crash. And it is yeah. possible. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, you mentioned something about, you know, grants and other types of things. Um, you know, the the crash prevention course, um, you know, might be expensive for some folks. 
And sometimes there's ways around that, right? Insurance companies help, things like that, right? Yeah. So what I will tell people is don't ever let the price get in your way of being able to afford to train with us. Uh, we have friends out there. We were able to give you a gift certificate in the past, and we've got one coming today that was uh, in part sponsored by the Hummingbird Foundation that uh, has been covering the cost of training for folks. There's a couple other entities out there that have been helping us out. So if you can't afford it, talk to us. If you can't afford it, we ask you to pay what you can afford. And so there's a regularly a $350 price, but some of these insurance companies bring it down to less, uh, $75 from safety insurance, and then they give you 5% off your auto policy. And then there's other companies that give you more off your auto policy, but don't pay towards the course. But we'll try to find a way for you, it to be affordable. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you're going to save, especially with these new drivers, you know, it's a five-year savings in most cases, you're going to save more than if we had you pay full price. And uh, yeah. just in a year or two. No. Before we let you go, and again, it's it's uh, drive driveincontrol.org is one way to find you at least. Um if you can give somebody three tips without going to class, so if you just said, hey, if everybody did these three things, what would they be? I think I'd start with leaving a lot more room between you and the vehicle in front of you. Uh, I generally, we try to train three seconds, yep. watch that car pass something, and then count out one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, have at least three seconds between you and the car in can front I of count, you. And can I count one condition. Mississippi, two Mississippi? You can do even Massachusetts. It all depends where you want, you know, but at the end of the day, somewhere in that neighborhood would be great. Three seconds. So we want you to give more space. I really would like you to think about the vehicle you're driving, Um, you know, especially these parents who go and get second or third-hand cars for their kids. I want them to drive a car that has some of this safety. You know, I'd like it to have ABS brakes. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like it to have stability control if possible. You know, don't, in my household, the newest car is the one my kids drive. People would think I'm crazy because they think they're going to dent it up. It's been on the road two years now. It doesn't have any dents on it. Knock on uh, something here. But um, they've been pretty good about it, and we've spent a lot of energy trying to train them. And then my last part is just please drive engaged. It is a responsibility. It is not a time to go, you know, update your Facebook page. It is not a time to get knee-deep into, you know, really emotional conversations. It is a time to get you from point A to point B. And if you want to listen to a little music softly in the background, I'm not going to blame you, but please make the point and, you know, stay really engaged in that driving and keep yourself safe and others. Yeah, I mean, all the technology in the world doesn't replace an engaged driver. So, no. you know, that engaged driver who's paying attention, they have their eyes up, they're looking at the road, they're keeping that safe following distance. Those are all the things that help keep people safe. And... Uh, and practice, and like you said, it you know you you need to get the practice in. So, and I love the idea you're doing a you're doing a class on backing up trailers because I can't back up to save my life. Oh, come by and see us. We've got <laughs> we've had a lot of really positive feedback from that. It is a uh, and it is so uh, such a weird. I mean, I've been driving trailers since I was a kid. I was a landscaper, I think, when I was sixteen. But uh, it is really an odd feeling. But once you get it down, it's hard to lose it. So you, we'll have you out there on the campsites anytime. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna push myself because I just put a trailer hitch on my car. So you know, so, you you know that's the that's the next step to pulling something behind it so i have I, you know so uh, you know small steps at a time here so exactly nothing wrong with baby steps nothing wrong that's at all. right that's right and the phone number is let's on your Nine website seven eight yep six five eight four one four four and driveincontrol.org if you have a question contact us we'll get you there anytime and and please you know listen to that podcast i don't care if you're in you've got a new driver in the family or not i guarantee uh, you listen to it. I think there's 28 episodes. There's a lot of stuff to learn. So I think it'd be worth people's time if they want to. And if you happen to have a little bit of uh, extra money around, you'll take a donation, won't you? Any day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. we would not be here today if it wasn't for we had some amazing folks step up in the end of I mean, this pandemic has been tough on organizations that do things in person. And uh, we really were impressed with the support we got out there. So thanks to any of your listeners who helped us out. And thank you for having me on today to talk about us, because the more people training, the, the more successful we'll be in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's up to all of us to, you know, help keep the road safe, whether it's you behind the wheel by yourself, whether you're trying to keep your kids and grandkids safe by giving them advice or going to 
going to school to learn a little bit more. Um, it, uh, you know, like the back of your car on your website said, it saves money, it saves lives. And uh, I, I almost wish you reversed that. I almost wish it said saves lives and, by the way, it saves money. You know what? We just got our new cars. I'll see what we can do. We'll have one dedicated to you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that one. That one and the one with the dented trailer behind it. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Hey, Dan. Always a pleasure. And thank you so much. And thank you so much to the Hummingbird Foundation for the gift certificate. We're gonna. I think we're gonna save it. We're gonna give it away next week. So uh, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be chatting we'll be chatting about the program next week as well. We'll give away the certificate and. Uh, and what I found is anyone who takes your class becomes a um, becomes a spokesperson, and whether they do it because they they think they do it or they just do it because they went through your class and they said, you know what, if you left a little bit more room, if you you know covered the brake pedal with your foot when you didn't have your eyes directly in front of you, all those kind of things. Um, they, they become an advocate for you. So yeah, uh, it, we've got a lot of we got about forty thousand champions out there, and, and yep. it, you're right. It changes. I hear from people. You know, we've been doing this thirteen, fourteen years. Something crazy. My math is probably off, but we've been doing it a while, and I don't go a week now without hearing about from somebody that missed a crash, and we yep. love that. It absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Dan, thank you, and uh, I hope you find all, all your Easter eggs. I'll do my best. Thanks, John. All right, take care. All right, take care. Bye, bye. That was Dan Strollo. He is the executive director of In Control Crash Prevention. And the idea that they're running a refresher course as well as a trailer trailering class and their regular In Control Crash Prevention program, all good stuff. We are going to be getting a gift certificate. We are going to be giving it away. But I think we're going to save it till next week. This week, we might give away a AAA membership. We'll have to see what Biff says. It's all up to him. Uh, but right now, let's take a break, pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9. If it's local you want, it's local we have. Your local connection, North Shore 1049. Hi, it's Hank Morse. Join me weekday morning. We'll have local news, entertainment, music to get you going, and lots of laughs. Laugh and learn weekday morning from 6 to 10 on your local connection, North Shore 1049. Think Spring at Agway of Danvers and Waltham. Agway of Danvers and Waltham has organic soils, fertilizers, seed starting supplies, and a variety of vegetable and flower seeds. It's also time to spray your fruit trees. Plan ahead before it's too late. Come see their assortment of baby chicks and other poultry with the best selection on the North Shore. New breeds arriving weekly and plenty to pick from. Agway's poultry specialist, Ashley, will help you from day one. A collection of chicken coops in all shapes and sizes is ready to be delivered to your backyard. Agway will set you up right in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit aaa.com slash join. That's AAA, aaa.com slash join. Hi, folks. This is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. And if you're planning to replace the windows in your home, I have just two words for you. Anderson Windows. Anderson is the most trusted name in windows throughout the United States. See the complete line of Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber, we measure up. is proud to announce that high school football returns. Tune in Saturday, April 3rd at 1 p.m. as the Gloucester Fishermen come to Beverly to face the Beverly Panthers for our next high school football broadcast. We'll have the full game for you for the return of high school football on North Shore 104.9. She's real fine, my 409. 
She's real fine, my four nine, my four nine. Well, I saved my pennies and I saved my dimes. Back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9, and uh, I don't know. All of, all of a sudden, I just lost 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 what I was going to say. What does that mean? Does that mean does that mean I have a problem, a mental mental acuity problem? Is that what that means? I think uh, the 409 tune threw you a little. It did. It might. I, I it mean, might. yeah. Yeah. So four oh nine. Okay, help me out. Yeah. Um, I'm not the Car Doctor. You no. Are. That that may that may be that may be a trivia question. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you, yeah. okay, 409 yeah. is, yeah, who, who makes the 409? Uh, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. What is a 409? Um, it's, uh... Is it like a, is it like a 442? Cubic inches of an engine? Is it, is it like 442? No, I think that's different. That's different, huh? I, I, I don't really know. I don't think I'd get yeah. the trivia question correct. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll figure we'll figure something out. I was looking at the, there's a there's a group called Haggerty. It's an insurance company technically, and they did an article about five steps to bring your car out of storage for spring driving. And uh, the first thing they said was clean and inspect, even if your beloved ride has been living under a cover the last few months. It's a uh, it's a good time to. Uh, good cleaning before hitting the road. The best part about a good deep cleaning is you get up and close and personal with your car, basic walk around. In other words, you know, look at any little issues that could have cropped up over the winter storage time. You know, you can uh, maybe get out there with, uh, you know, whether it's a, a spray wax, uh, a detailer wax or a full wax or get out there, you know, a little bit more serious with a clay bar to really uh, take care of the, the overall look and appearance of the vehicle. And... um they said uh, something I hadn't thought about before. Keep a pad of paper handy while you do this and document your observations while you go over the car or snap some photos. The written status report or photo document uh, documentation could be a useful reference in the future to better understand how components are wearing or aging. And it shows a picture of someone working on a Corvair uh, that doesn't look in so great a shape. And they have it what looks like it's jacked up, but I don't see any jack stands holding the car up so a little worried about that uh it says gas tires and oil um started to you know you know go over those things um and i do like they i'm gonna say they stole my suggestion i don't know that this is true but they have the car sitting on styrofoam blocks so like construction styrofoam the two inch thick styrofoam you see that when they're building houses they'll sometimes uh use they actually have the tires sitting on styrofoam, which prevents the tires from getting flat spots because as the car sits there, the tires sort of squish into the styrofoam. Um, and uh, I, I thought I came up with that idea, but apparently they did, or they're taking credit for it. Test the brakes before you go out. Take it slow by not moving at all. You know, be careful. It also said about oil. And this is always a very controversial subject, whether you should change the oil before you put your car away, when you take it out of storage, or before and after. Do you do, you do it before you put it away and then after you take it out of storage? I believe, and I think this article agrees, it says, uh, uh, let's see, uh, oil. Check the oil level and general condition. I typically recommend putting cars into storage with fresh oil, which makes bringing them out easy because it's a simple level check. Top off any missing, you're good to go. If you want to go over the top and have a decent DIY skills, you can prime the oil system before you start. This is fairly easy on most engines. It doesn't require pulling the distributor along with the tool to spin the oil pump on the drive shaft. If you want, if you wanted to go through that much work, you could do that, but I don't know that you have to do that. Um, I think just uh, just making sure the oil's full is always a good idea, and uh, and change it before you put it away. I think it's a good idea. And I had a, uh, I think one of the columns I did recently was a someone questioned that, and I said, you know, cars sit on new car dealers' lots sometimes for 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 very long times, and. You know, it may be a color that didn't sell. It may be, you know, who know who knows why the car sat there for a very long time. But it sits there for a very long time, and does the oil get changed before they sell the car? 
It may have been sitting there for six months. It may have been sitting there for a year. And the oil doesn't get changed because it's it's brand new oil that's been sitting essentially closed up in a vehicle that hasn't been driven. So same kind of idea with uh, with that. So um, so easy enough. So I think we are going to do trivia, and I I don't. We'll try to make it difficult, and then we'll kind of go along from there. We'll see how it is, and you can you can Google to get the right answer, which is what I did. Uh, Biff said. Uh, 409. 409, that's cubic inches. Yes, it is. And what was the what was the make and model car that had the first 409 engine put in it? What was the make and the model? You don't have to be that specific on model. But what was the make and model car that that engine was first put in? And if you know the answer to that, you will win a AAA membership. And remember, you can count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. We have all the coverage you need, including 24-hour, seven-day-a-week roadside assistance from our that is provided by our trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. So, in other words, if Biff is a AAA member and he was riding in his um, cousin's car who wasn't a AAA member and his cousin got a flat tire and Biff said I don't want to change a flat tire, I'm going to call AAA so it's whether you're riding in it or driving it and you can and you can visit AAA.com slash join to find out more information and you can also pay monthly if you want to now we have a monthly payment cycle if that helps but if you win a AAA membership you don't have to pay anything and this is for a basic AAA membership for a year. And if you're already a AAA member, you can use it towards renewing your membership, or you can, uh, or you can give it away. So either either way, so it works out. Uh, so that's how that's how it all goes. And uh, and I guess our only rule will be that if you won, you have to go on the air and say hi. How's that? Seems simple enough, right? So. If you won, you have to go on the air and say hello. So, that easy to do. So, what was the make in the first year? So, make and, make and model. Make and model of the uh, car that had a 409 in it. If you know the answer, give us a call at 1-800-1-800. Or just 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. And this is a vehicle that doesn't have a 409 in it. But it has a big engine, and that is the Cadillac Escalade. Uh, the Escalade from Cadillac is all new for 2021. It, it comes in five trim levels, and that's the car that got me around for a little bit last week. comes in five trim levels, starting with the luxury model, which has a base price of about $77,000, ending with the subject of our road test, the premium luxury platinum edition. You pay extra for each word, by the way. The Escalade can be ordered in rear-wheel or all-wheel drive. The engine-powering I test car was a 6.2-liter V8 that makes a pretty impressive 420 horsepower a 10-speed transmission sends the power to the wheels uh turbocharged six-cylinder diesel is also available i wonder if that's more in europe or the middle east this is the escalade a very popular car in the middle east apparently um at the top of the line, uh, you might think there were no additional options but there are a few optional on our test vehicle was night vision which is pretty cool uh so night vision Power running boards, which is nice to get in and out. Uh, the paint was extra. That was a shadow metallic. Um, it has a console that's also a cooler. So it keeps your fancy candy bars from melting, I guess. Or keeps your drinks cool. Keeps your bottle of water cold. So kind of nice. Puddle lamps that display the Cadillac crest. So when you open and close the door, there's a little... Like that signal of the Cadillac crest that's displayed on the ground. Uh, so these options added about $5,000 to the uh, $103,000 base price on this Platinum model. As you climb behind the wheel of the Escalade, the first thing I noticed was it is big. The Escalade's uh, just over 17 and a half feet long. And if you need more room, should you want a bigger Escalade, they have something called the ESV, which is 19 feet long. Uh, once behind the wheel of the Escalade, it just exudes luxury. Luxury. There's a soft touch leather on every surface, aluminum wood trim everywhere. It's a beautiful car inside. The instrument panel is also very unique. It has this uh, curved OLED, so OLED, just like the fancy TVs. 
It has twice the pixel density of a 4K television, and it's the centerpiece of the interior. The display itself is 38 inches across, and it doesn't look like you know a tablet something somebody stuck on it it really looks like part of the dash they did a really nice job uh cadillac didn't eliminate physical knobs there's still some buttons and knobs for easy navigating these features the the seats are heated and cooled extremely comfortable rear seating is just about as nice even the third row which is usually tight on leg room was pretty comfortable i crawled back there and i could sit back there it's fine um there's about 25 feet of cargo area with all the seats in use, and it expands to, I don't know, over 100 cubic feet with all the seats uh, folded down. On the road, this big vehicle is actually surprisingly pretty nimble. The Cadillac rides on an all-new platform, which uses four-wheel independent suspension, electronic ride control. Uh, you can kind of program it from comfortable to a little bit firmer and sportier. Performance from the 420 horsepower. And still, I even hesitate. 420 horsepower. That, you know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, 400 horsepower engines were rare. Now, you know, you see it in a Cadillac SUV. Um, it's merging and passing easy. Steering's also light enough at low speed. It firms up nicely at highway speeds. Technology doesn't stop at the instrument panel. Navigation uses augmented reality overlays. Uh, so, in other words, you're, you're using the navigation, and it kind of overlays the camera view on the car to the navigation. So you're actually seeing the intersection in real time as it's telling you to turn left or right. It's pretty interesting the way it works. Ask, the Escalade gets Cadillac semi-autonomous. Super Cruise, not quite self-driving, but getting closer. In addition, the Super Cruise monitors the driver. So when you stop paying attention, it stops working. Fuel economy, should you care about such a thing, about 16 miles per gallon. The Cadillac Escalade is not for everyone. It's big, it's powerful, it's luxurious. The Escalade made a statement wherever it parked it. If you need cargo room and the ability to carry adults in comfort and you're a bit of a tech junkie the escalate's a solid choice let's take another break if you know yes, the sir. answer to our trivia question you can win a triple a membership so here's where we are on that john okay all right okay so here's where we are we've had several calls and looking for yep. the year make and model uh, almost everybody got the make and model nobody has got the correct year so we need the Nobody's correct got year, the year yet. nope make and model by several people um, I've Make had model by Jimmy from people. Ips, Ips, Jimmy from Ipswich, Mike from Bridgewater, Tom from Weymouth, all got the make and model, but I, did I not suggest, get the year. I suggest, I suggest they go to Wikipedia, <laughs> which is which is only half right, but you know, still go to Wikipedia and they can find they can find. I, I, I'll give you a hint. It, it was on December seventeenth of a particular year when the four hundred nine engine was announced, along with the blankety blank. All righty, all right, all right so. so. So, so if you uh, if you uh, want to if you want to use technology to make you a smarter person, or win a AAA membership, go ahead and do it. It's fine. Go ahead and do it. We need to take a break. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening to North Shore 104.9. <laughs> Nothing says Easter better than sweet, juicy, bunny-shaped fruit dipped in chocolate. And no one does fruit better than Edible Arrangements. Visit Edible Arrangements of the North Shore in Beverly, Peabody, or Lynn. They're taking Easter orders, and they're open through Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. for pickup and delivery. Also check out their new products like the mini cheesecakes, mini brownies, party platters, or add cookies or cupcakes to any order. For the best Easter gift around, order your Edible Fruit Arrangement today at EdibleArrangements.com. Hi, it's John Haley from Obershawn Hardware. Join me every Sunday morning at 7 on At Home with John Haley as we tackle your home projects. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. For today, lots of sunshine. Temperatures not far from 50. Clear and cold overnight, those falling back into the upper 20s. Tomorrow for Easter Sunday, a mixture of sun clouds at nights. It'll be in the mid-50s. Monday, sun, clouds, 50s, low 60s. There are no major storms in sight. There will be a storm east of us on Tuesday, but I think it's a miss. Well, the forecast today being brought to you by Mancini Roofing and Siding. Spring is here, and now's the perfect time for a new roof or roof repair. Mancini Roofing and Siding has you covered. Call 603-380-8711 online at ManciniRoofing.com. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. 
Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. We'll check with Biff. Did we get an answer, Biff? Still more of the same. Uh, everybody, sure. three more that got uh, make and model right on the button, but um, wrong year. So there's publications out there, John, for sure, that are giving a different year that we're giving. Uh, really? Because people are saying they look it up well, on this, looked it up well, on this, looked someone, it up on this. Someone, someone just texted me and said, Google gives a couple of different answers, depending on how you ask. Uh, and one yeah. of them one of them said, 1962 with the Beach Boys song are popular. Is but that's not that according to Wikipedia that's not the right answer. Hmm. So we've we've caused controversy. We have, yeah. That's why. That's why you can. I don't know what with, to do with the yeah. with the as George Bush used to say the internet. You can never have trivia anymore because no matter what you say, whatever the question is, you can find something online that will say that that's not correct. That's so not you can't correct. have trivia. So what do we? You can't have trivia. So what anymore. do we do? What do we do? Ben? Well, I mean, so you got to get. Well, I mean, I would recommend get rid of the internet, but I'm not sure if you have the power to do that. Uh, no, I I barely have the power to like, throw stuff out of the refrigerator, you know. So, <laughs> all right, yeah. more, more callers. Let me grab the phone. All right, well, let, we'll let you do that. Now, come and I'll talk about a couple things that came up in in my life this week, including changing the oil on my car. Um, I you know the last couple oil changes in my own car didn't go that well. Um, the dealer that I got my car from went out went out of business, and uh, they had a they had their neighboring dealership doing service and i said i'll give it a try i have one free oil change left and um they put the wrong oil in the car when i questioned them about it they drained it out and i'm sure they didn't change the filter and um and they also left off the little covers that cover where the oil filter goes and the drain plug goes so i wasn't happy with that and when i asked them about it they said they didn't know anything and um so you know it cost me like 15 bucks to replace those little covers and then I had a local quick lube place change the oil, and I wanted to put synthetic oil in the car, and they tried every th every way possible to try to talk me out of it. And I said, no, no. And then they said, well, your car uses an extra quart of oil. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. And um, then when I got the car back, there was a literally a puddle of oil under where I, under the car from them changing the oil because they made such a mess removing the oil filter. So I wasn't happy with that. So I decided... Um, one day this week, it was nice, and my little SUV is high enough where I can literally just drive on top of a couple of 4x8s and, uh, I mean, 2x8s, uh, and crawl under there and change the oil without too much effort, which is what I did. And um, I felt better about it afterwards. So, anyway, so that's kind of what I did. But I also wrote, um, I also got a question from a reader, and... Who has a new Hyundai, newer Hyundai Santa Fe, the 20, 2019, so the new model? And he says, I came across it as standard, you know, this, I came across your name in an article with, uh, for headlight bulb longevity. I have a new 2019 Hyundai Santa Fe, which has standard halogen 9005 bulbs. The whole, the lights are pretty poor and get a low rating from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. I'd like to replace them with some sort of upgraded bulb. My research uh, came across many articles that advise everything from LEDs to just brighter standard bulbs. It looks like the best option is to take an older um, HIR1 bulb from Toshiba, trim the tab so it fits into the 905 housing. Are you familiar with these bulbs and is it advised and how long, sh how long should they last? Well, I wasn't familiar with these bulbs and I had to do a little bit of looking. And um, first off, I saw somebody who showed you how to trim the little tab so it clicks in. And the problem is these Toshiba bulbs are a little bit longer than the factory bulb. Well, the reflector is designed in such a way to make a certain amount of light on the road. And when you change the bulb profile, you change where the light gets focused. So although they're brighter, they may not be focused the same, which will give either glare or, or, or other issues. You know, you're just broadening the beam, perhaps, or narrowing the beam, depending where it sits. So the bulbs may be brighter, but they're not focused. And the other issue is I went on Toshiba's website, and it doesn't look like they make this bulb anymore. They make replacement automotive bulbs, but they don't look like 
they make this H1R1 bulb. And then I started, this is where the Internet, like Biff said, we could eliminate the Internet. It would save time, maybe. And, um, and lives. And, and lives. And, and lives, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was looking on the Internet, and it appears as if... Um, yeah, Toshiba doesn't make the bulbs anymore, and the ones you're buying that may say Toshiba are not really Toshiba. They're they're reported to be counterfeit. So wow. who knows what the quality of those are like? So um, my suggestion would be maybe something like a Sylvania Silver Star Plus, which is a brighter, whiter bulb, but it meets the bulb profile perfectly. The problem is they don't last as long. You might get only two years out of them. The other thing is. You know, what we've found in all of our testing is um, low beams in most cars today are only effective um, up to about 40 or 45 miles an hour. And after that, you're kind of out driving the, how much light is on the road. Um, so when there's no other vehicles on the road, use your high beams. There you and go. dim them in traffic. There you go. So, let, so what, do, what do you say there, Biff? Okay, so the controversy rages on. Rages, rages. on. Yeah, so, I mean, we're going to have angry, angry elves all over the place here. Uh, yep. uh -oh. oh, yeah. I mean, the Internet is, has like 12 different answers, yeah. uh -oh. none of which is ours, if you will. Really? None of which is ours. <laughs> really? So here's where we all are. Right. Let's, um, let's take a break. Okay. And in the, in the meantime, with all the calls coming in, and thank you for all the calls. I appreciate it. And we're kind of, it's an unusual situation. I didn't think, I thought this would be a pretty straightforward question, but maybe not. Uh, thank you, Internet. Um, Mike from uh, Manchester has called. And after the break, he wants to ask you a question. He's, he's got a tough, tough situation where he uh, has a car in storage and he has a question for you. Okay. You know, what do you to, do, just, what do, you to wanna, do when do you're you taking wanna, a car out of storage? Yeah. Do you want to just give out the membership to just some random caller? Uh, yeah, why don't we do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why don't we do that? So, uh, what number? Four. What number random? Number four. four. Yep. Number four. Call in, call in right now, 800-370-1049. Uh, call in number four, and uh, you can win a AAA membership. How's that? And Biff will take care of that. Why don't we take a bill, take a break, pay some bills. We'll be back in just a minute or two. For extra income, Caring Choice Transportation seeks 7D licensed drivers, LPNs, and RNs to join their growing business, transporting children and adults with special needs to area schools and medical appointments. Caring Choice Transportation will train to assist with 7D student licensing. They offer competitive hourly salaries. Details online at CaringChoiceTransportation.com or call them today, 978-375-3026 for details. That's 978-375-3026. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit AAA.com slash join. That's AAA. AAA.com slash join. It's time to move forward, get in gear, and find a new way to fitness. There's no better place for that journey than the award-winning Beverly Athletic Club. At the BAC, you'll set your own pace, work out in a super clean fitness area, check out online classes, or join one of their community fitness classes starting soon. With offerings from aquatics to virtual classes, nutrition, personal training, and more, before you know it, your new normal will be better than before. Moving forward takes a first step. Download a free pass at beverlyathletic.com or call today for a tour. The Beverly Athletic Club. Club, your community, your club. Online at BeverlyAthletic.com. Hey, it's me, Joe Piantadosi. Celebrate Easter with us this Sunday morning, 10 a.m. on Breaking Bread, where my guests will include the former mayor of Boston and ambassador to the Vatican, Ray Flynn. That's Breaking Bread on Easter Sunday morning, 10 a.m., right here on North Shore 1049. program and i'm just going to read this paragraph really quick it said the 409 cubic inch version of chevrolet's top regular production engine uh was first introduced along with the 1960 
Uh, it was introduced uh, on December 17, 1960. The 49 engine was introduced along with the Impala Super Sport. Uh, so it was 1960. And that's where it gets confusing. The more research I do, it says it was an, it was used from 1961 model year. So that's where it gets really confusing. And then they called it different things after that. Um, Bob, listening in Placida, Florida, he said to me, um, depending on how you ask, but 1960 is the year. So, so 1960. So, but instead, we're giving away. So. There you go. That's where the Internet gets confusing. But let's see if we can help somebody bring in a car. Sure. Store. Before we put Mike from Manchester on, I just want to let you know that Tom from Weymouth is our winner of the AAA uh, membership. So congratulations, Tom. Tom's, a, Tom's a, a loyal listener, and thanks for listening, Tom. And loyal, loyal, loyal listener and listener online. So there you go. Must be. There, there you, you go. go. So Thank Mike you, from Manchester. Mike, you there? Mike from Manchester. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes, Mike. Hi. Hey, good morning, John Paul. I'm taking an uh, older Mercedes out of storage, and uh, last fall, I, it's got leather receipts in it. I noticed they got wet, and it looked really rough when it was wet. And basically, they dried up. They're 30-plus years old. Um, yep. What's a good product to buy that will go on that won't stain clothing and won't smell and be oily and stuff? Yeah, I mean, the, the old days, we used, to, um, we used to use shoe polish, you know, and, yeah. and you know, and... They still do sometimes, actually, but uh, you know, depending on depending on how how it really depending on how it really looks, um, there there is this sort of uh, it, it it was called leather butter, and it was a uh. um, you kind of put it on you kind of put it on with your fingers and you just sort of massage it in, and I've seen people use that before. Um, the the other the other thing is you know whenever in doubt go to a go to a good reconditioning shop and and see what they have um, there's something there's uh, there's another product called I think it's called leather bomb or something kind of the same okay. idea but you sort of massage it in and then once you put it in it's it sort of it's sort of um, it it feels slippery and a little bit greasy at first, but once it once it sets sets in, it seems to do a seems to do a pretty good job. That's what it that's just, what I've it seen. Them pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So and that kind of renews it. Um, there's there's also there's you know there's a million tips on the internet, and now we've found out the internet can't tell us what a four hundred nine what year the four hundred nine was made. Um, but you know somebody somebody said, and I've seen this before. Somebody says use shea butter, the same stuff you use for your skin, and that will that actually puts that moisture back into the leather again, and uh, it also contains a little bit of water that that I guess you know hydrates your skin, and I guess it hydrates the leather. So. You know. uh, yeah, hopefully it won't stain. Maybe I'll work, you know, really soak it in and just really... Yeah, you know, and, and as always, out. you know, as always, try the sides and stuff first just in case, you know, because you don't want to, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you don't want to do it right on the most obvious place yeah. just in case it does something a little bit weird. You know, Amaral made a leather cl leather cleaner and reconditioner that uh, they made that for years, and that always worked pretty well, too. But uh, they all contain some sort of a, um, you know, some sort of a product like you know we'll, we'll call it like shea butter you know that kind of stuff okay. that that just renews and puts those nutrients back in the leather because the leather was a you know sort of a live product once so that's what you gotta you gotta put those nutrients back in again okay great thank you okay all right take care well so we gave away a triple a membership we offered up a little advice on using skincare products on your car yes we did we're very busy yeah yeah you know i'm uh, you know that could work, I suppose. Skincare uh, products. No, I, 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 I actually have seen. I've actually seen that before. And when you see the people that really try to recondition old leather seats, and it can be old leather furniture for that matter, they really get in there and they they don't use a brush or a sponge. They get in there with their hands and they literally massage it in there, which is really what makes it do a good job. So, hey, that music means we gotta we gotta step aside here because. Real Estate Reveal is coming up with Dave Seymour, who That's I caught a rerun of his program on, I think I was watching Roku TV on, uh, uh -huh, yeah. on Flippin' Boston. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I got to see him. So um, I want to wish everybody a happy Easter. I hope you, if you hide the Easter eggs, I hope you find them all. <laughs> and uh, Happy Easter to and, you, John. Yeah, same, same to you, Biff. And uh, until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and uh, wear a mask and watch your hands. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.